Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, 9, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Okay, everybody, I have a high five, and that is that <laughs> I have heard from, I've read, listened to, whatever, from many people that blue light before bed, so like artificial light, makes you less sleepy, right? So on all sorts of books, when they're giving you tips about sleep, it's all about limit your screen time before bed and turn off your regular lights. And I think it was Dave Asprey, I don't want to quote him wrong, but I think it was Dave Asprey on his podcast that I learned that which is bulletproof radio that like one of their big tips for kids in prepping for sleep was to like just turn off your regular lights and light candles instead and so <laughs> so I tried it the other night and <laughs> it was so funny because I'm not sure if it did anything for our kids I mean they went to bed fine and it was great <laughs> but both Jeff and I it was eight o'clock and we had been just in our family room like reading oh yeah we're reading Harry Potter as a family because we're going to Harry Potter World and we're super excited about it. <laughs> anyway, sidetrack. But we, both Jeff and I looked at each other and we're like, it's 8 o'clock. And both of us were like, we're ready. We are ready for bed. And Jeff's <laughs> like, I don't know if these candles are working for everybody else, but wow, they're working for me. So anyway, and yeah, we slept, we slept not like babies because babies do not, wow, not a good aspiring goal. <laughs> but we slept like cats maybe yeah. i don't know it was good it was really good sleep so i love that if anybody's struggling with sleep and you're it's still winter so it's still dark at night yeah so you can't just let the day because in the summertime you can just let daylight be your light that really and is, turn off your artificial yeah. lights but we just had two candles and we had to put them up high or else my boys try to start lighting oh, sticks on yes. fire it's ridiculous pencils whatever. we don't have any pencils because they've all been lit on fire <laughs> In my house. So we had to put them up high, but two was enough for our family room. We could still see each other, and it was really fun. So anyway, I think oh, we I might make that. that a thing. But yeah, wow, up high. Oh. It's, I tried. I told you. I tried to light it at dinner time. Felicia does this cute thing. She got it from a book. <laughs> Simplicity Parenting? Yeah, I think it's in the book. Anyway, where she like lights a candle at dinner time. I tried it, and everybody's just lighting their stuff on fire. It's like, this is not what I was exp- – no, this is not the – I haven't done that in our – in our rental because I don't actually know where our candlesticks are. <laughs> so they might be past it because I'm just laughing so hard because yesterday, the day before, Cohen, yeah, I have a candle lit, like just like a good smelling candle. And I look over and he's gotten out like all our kitchen knives. <laughs> and he's like, he's, what did he say? Prepping them or something like <laughs> through the flame and then like wiping them. And he looks at me, he's like, Mom, I think it's my best quiet time yet. (laughs) Knives. I'm like, this is so weird. Was he prepping them, like, to forge them into sharper (gasps) knives or just sanitizing them for dinner? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Bolt, search, bolt versus. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny the things they come up Uh, with. I was actually thinking about that last night, how I'm excited. Because I really don't like the, yeah, I don't like to have all the lights on at nighttime. But there's... It's literally pitch black at like 
five. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's kind of hard. So I just listened to the sleep podcast, and this will be – you guys will be excited, all you show watchers. Parker and I love to have a show we're watching, and <clears throat> I always feel like, oh, no, am I messing up my sleep waves? Mm-hmm. But I just listened to – this podcast with a sleep researcher that showed that like the brightness and the distance at which we watch TV doesn't really affect that. Yeah. Oh, that podcast you sent me. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. We'll link it because I can't yeah, remember. It's the, really good. I can't remember the doctor's <clears throat> name, but he is so good. Yeah. And that comforted me too. That yeah, yeah. just watch a show on a TV. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not comforting for me because we watch ours on our iPad. Oh. But we got to switch back <laughs> to our TV. Yeah. And it would be much better for us. Yeah. Because apparently the TV isn't as bad. So the distance. Is, yeah. 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 The distance. But yeah. your phone up next to your face, yeah. not good. Not good. Yeah. Phone screen. Yeah. Okay. So I also have a high five and that high five is going to pajamas basically being <laughs> like closed right now. <laughs> like stylish. Like everywhere I turn, there's another like matching pajama set that's like acceptable to wear as an outfit (laughs) and I'm so happy about it because being I feel like I've just been in hibernation not wanting to put on clothes this whole pregnancy you know the first where it's like it's not a cute belly yet but nothing fits and Mm -hmm. you're not gonna put on like tight pants I already don't like tight stuff Mm -hmm. let alone when my (laughs) belly's growing so I'm loving it because I feel like I can get couple cute pajamas really and look like it's a cute outfit so this high five is super super superficial and it's going to loungewear as clothing and they are super cute are you talking like your pajamas you wore in st george yeah those and like Like normal yeah yeah so cute so cute Felicia is like super, super. I've actually never met anybody who's so into comfortable clothes, <laughs> but it's really helped me embrace. I actually don't even buy uncomfortable clothes anymore. I used to think that yeah. was just part of fashion. Yeah. And then I met you and was like, oh, I can really just choose to wear comfortable clothes. So I feel and like even my pants now, like they have to be the right amount off. of stretchiness. <laughs> and my shirts, if they're too stiff, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Giving them away. Or if I'm tucking or pulling or situating, I don't like yeah. So thank you for helping me embrace that part of my nature because you're like, I mean, she really is like, I, it's amazing. I ha- I can't wear my clothes in my house. I've changed into some sort of comfortable thing. I do love it though. Cause when I see you throughout the day, you're in like a different thing every time. <laughs> different outfit every time. Or like, I love it when it's like a cute shirt on top, like pajama, <laughs> yes, pajama on the bottom. <laughs> Party on the bottom. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Oh. I love it. All right. So today we are going to talk about... A book that we read, we're going to kind of summarize it for you guys. The name of the book is High Performance Habits. And I've read this. Brendan Brendan Bouchard is the author. Yes, Brendan Bouchard. Bouchard or Bruchard? Uh, Bouchard, I think. I think it's Bouchard. Did I say Bruchard? No, I don't know. I did. (laughs) I did. Um, So I've now read this book two times, and it's a dense book. Wow. There's yep. a lot. Yeah. A lot. So we are going to summarize it. If it sparks you wanting to read it, do it. If not, don't do it. Just incubate it. <laughs> Save it for later. <laughs> it is really good, though. So so basically, Brendan and his team did tons of research on what makes people who are high performers high performers. So what are the habits that they're doing that are taking them to this next level? 
And by high performers, I like to, I think it's good to clarify that he, he's been a high performance coach forever, but then he did all the specific research, but to be a high performer, it isn't just that you're successful in your field, but he actually had it for him. It's like a overall balance. Like Mm -hmm. you're also happy in your home life. Mm Mm-hmm. And those kinds of things. So, and so the, his study, I like it because it's actually correlated with happiness. Yes. Not just your output. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. And he, I mean, so he did like these polls and these studies with all these people who were considered high performers, mm-hmm. meaning they're successful in all those areas in mm-hmm. life for a long time. They're not just like one hit wonders. Yeah. But he also studied the, he didn't call them one hit wonders. But you guys mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. I say that. And he has some cool feedback from them, too, which is really cool. Yeah. And in fact, he showed that there could be, you know, at some point in someone's life, they could be performing highly. But if they didn't have balance in like home, Mm -hmm. health, whatever, Mm -hmm. they couldn't maintain that high performance. It's really cool. It really is like a whole balancing thing. So what what he did was break it down into six and he calls them the HP six habits that these high performers were doing that were creating, you know, their, their output being really good and their balance. So we're going to break down the six for you. And then we are going to give you our takeaways of things that we loved from this book and also some stuff not from this book that we feel like have brought more high performance to our lives. So the first habit is to seek clarity and it is exactly what it sounds like. And that is to look at your life overall and say, am I feeling vibrant? Am I mostly every day feeling kind of unexcited and blah? Or am I just feeling, what's the right word? Just good, which good is good, but just everything is good. Why should I change good? Am I stuck in like a mundane? Like complacent. Complacent, good. yeah. Mindset. And then to evaluate that. So this is a lot of self-reflection and being intentional about your future. So think about the kind of person you want to be. And we've talked about this a little bit um, with how do I want to be in this day, five years from now, and the end of my life. And so the High Performance Habits book also has an accompanying journal. If you want to get into that, Charlene and I both got it and have tested it out and and some of the questions relate strongly to this seeking clarity so you know it will it will have a question like one word i could describe if one word could describe the kind of person i want to be today then that word is blank and why so question asking yourself questions like that looking into the future who do who do i want to be in the future what words can describe my future self things like that but it's seeking taking the time to clarify what you want your life to to look like and the kind of person you want to be. So um, that's the first step. <laughs> yeah. And I love that word. I feel like one of my key words in my life that I'm always having in my vision that I want is clarity. Because mm-hmm. I think if you're clear about things, mm-hmm. it is easy to know what your priorities are. And totally. I feel like when Point you talk to people out. who... When you talk to people who... Uh, oh, at any time in my own life where I've made mistakes that I regret like bigger ones or when, when I talk to people who have like gone way off where they were hoping to be I mean like it's fascinating to me because every time I talk to them they always say I just don't know what I was thinking mm-hmm. like I wasn't thinking clearly mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. 
and they get like all confused in their minds for whatever reason. So I think clarity is one of those things that like if I could have, I mean, I have my top three, which are I want to be loving, authentic, and joyful. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the next tier down for sure, clarity is mm-hmm. is just right up there. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm always seeing clearly. You yes. Know? Anyway, totally. I, so I love, love, love that word. Mm-hmm. The second one is to generate energy. And I love this because one of my favorite things in this book actually is he talks about how if you look at athletes and when they talk like really superb athletes, there's this place called flow that's been extensively researched now. And it's, there's some cool books on flow that we could get into. But um, when you're in this kind of state of uh, your, your present you're like moving through whatever you're good at. But what, what athletes do when they, when they're getting in, when they talk about it, he said, they don't just say, I am, I am in the zone. Mm-hmm. They say, I get, I'm getting, getting they, they were zone. using words like I get myself into the zone. Mm-hmm. I put myself there. I do this. And he, so he's like, they're literally cultivating energy mm-hmm. to get into this place, mm-hmm. which I love it. Cause I think sometimes we think, well, I'm just waiting for that feeling to come mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling the feeling, mm-hmm. but the cool thing is, and sometimes, and I've heard uh, J- Gretchen Rubin actually says, who wrote Happiness Project and many other wonderful books, act the way you want to feel. Mm-hmm. And in some ways that has always like, ah, I'm like, I don't know, because I don't want to act in a way that's not authentic to how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But I think there is power to the idea of it isn't being inauthentic if you are choosing to cultivate an energy in your life mm-hmm. that you want. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally, so I actually love it. Cause for me, it's like, if I'm going into a time of where I'm wanting to be present with my parenting, I'm going to get in the zone, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to think about the feeling that I want to feel there. And I'm going to actually actively cultivate that I am present. I'm loving whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go work out, yeah. you get yourself in that zone of, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I just love the idea that we have actually control of generating our own energy mm-hmm. and we can choose what kind of like energetic states we want to be in, which I think yes. is really cool. And part of this at generate energy, I mean, he has tons of tips, mm-hmm. but one of them is a trigger. Yeah. So, so he talks about how, like, I love what you just said about how you can create it because Brendan talks about how when looking at the high performers, none of it was, there was like loose, loose, loose correlations on some of them with like, natural ability whether that be physical or mental upbringing race whatever the correlation to like natural ability was pretty much none like all of these high performers were there because of choices that they made so same with energy um the so you know the basic ones sleep eat exercise right that's easy uh not easy but we all know those But then to the next level of that is generating this energy on your own. So there's a couple. So he recommends doing um, release meditations um, between when you're going through transitions in your day. So say you're, you know, you're wake up, you're in your, if you're doing like a morning routine and you're kind of in your internal zone, then, you know, you, you hear your kids waking up you can set an intention there to move into that next activity with energy. So whatever you want to be excited to see them and present and loving, you're going to take a minute to 
close your eyes, release the previous situation, set an intention to go into the next situation. And something that is also in his journal or prompts that you can do in your own journal is to think about, okay, in that day that just happened or in the day I have coming up, what is causing me to lose energy? So that's usually something that's causing tension or stress. And how can I, going into this next day, be aware of that and set a time, a trigger of release from those tension points? So for me, oh, it's bedtime. Guys, I hate doing bedtime. <laughs> I like a lot of things about parenting. I don't like bedtime. I, I don't want it to be long. I just want it to be over, and I want you guys to be asleep. Mm-hmm. Like, by the end mm-hmm. of the day, I'm kind of like, yeah, now be yeah. asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been great. Let's You're cute. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really have to – I was finding that being like a, ugh, like, kind of great. Like, I have to, like, gear up to do this. So this is just a small thing. I'm not, like, an NBA player, but setting that intention – to release and bring more energy in that time has really eased the it's not changed it it's the same bedtime that I don't want to do but it's changed my energy and it's generated energy in that time that I didn't have before so just little things like that in your day where you can create or or maybe you know I have to wake up early then I have to stay up late like how can I generate energy to go into those times so I love that. So are you saying before bedtime you do the you sit there and you say release, release a couple times going into it? Is that what you say? Yeah. So saying? so usually I just like separate myself so I'm, you know, like whether that's just go into the bathroom or go into my room or something and just think about my intention going into mm. it. I don't necessarily do the release oh, trigger, but oh, okay. I just like change my intention bring a new energy instead of going in with like yes. the oh i just cleaned up dinner well i don't want to do bedtime yes. energy okay okay i like that so you're saying for this you know i want to be present mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. next okay mm-hmm. i like that yeah i like the word release because uh both felicia and i did um hypno babies training mm-hmm. for the births of our babies so we use self-hypnosis to help us be comfortable and release is one of the <clears> words that <throat> we actually programmed in our brains to like be a ultimate relaxation <laughs> word so I like to use the release trigger when I pull in my car into the garage if my kids are inside I don't do it if they're with me because I usually don't think about it mm-hmm. but if I'm by myself and I pull in and they're inside and I'm wanting to like show up for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and not be distracted I'll say release a couple times there and it's like whoo like you're oh. releasing whatever meeting mm-hmm. I came from or whatever and I can just walk in and be much more present mm-hmm. so I like the idea of release and then setting that intention yes and for, I feel like I keep saying present, but I feel like that's almost always my word. When I'm going me into too. a me too. thing with my kids, it's always like be present with them. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I love it. All right. The next um, habit is to raise necessity. And I feel like this one was the hardest to wrap my head around because um, <clears throat> it's something that can be facilitated internally or externally there's a bunch of different factors that can cause you to feel like you should do something but basically Brendan found that high performers felt a personal standard of necessity so they they felt internally like they should or would or had the 
desire to be high achieving. So he said it came from external factors as well as internal factors, but even the external pressures um, caused internal motivations um, in high performers. So for example, love, so like a family member or an obligation to taking care of, of someone that's under your care, moral ob- obligation or obligation to serve community, maybe that's like a civic duty or even within a company, having ownership in a company, but all of these all of these things created an internal drive in the high performers that was a personal standard that they would hold regardless. Mm. So it's just this like necessity inside them that they're not just reacting to things happening externally. They're they're um, driven by their internal necessity mm-hmm. and passion. I just had an aha moment as you were talking about that. So, so what we're saying here is to find your why, right? Right. Like whatever your why is. Mm-hmm. And Brendan says his why, and he found with a lot of high performers, again, huge range, but it was one person that they loved that was their why. Yeah. So for him, it was his girlfriend at the time who he saw her climb into bed literally under the weight of all of his like bills that were on top of her. And he was like, I have to be better for mm-hmm. her. And so I love it because it doesn't have to be, it can be a, I want to change the world with this idea. Right. And it can be because I want to show my daughter that this is what being a strong, confident, healthy, happy woman looks like. You know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you, you see your why, your why mm-hmm. to find your why. But the aha moment I just had as you were talking was what you're saying. And I think this is what he's saying. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that we're taking what we're doing from a job or a task to a calling, which isn't that in Eckhart Tolle's book? What mm-hmm. book was that from? Yeah. Yeah, it is in Eckhart and Tolle's we use, in the motivation. They use the mm-hmm. example of like a garbage person doing it as a job mm-hmm. versus doing it as, a, I see this as a calling. Mm-hmm. I'm literally helping people get rid of their waste from their mm-hmm. home. You're doing the same task, but it takes on a whole new meaning mm-hmm. when you can see it as a calling. Oh, the levels were job or like just task or something like that, career and calling. And mm-hmm. if we can get mm-hmm. whatever we're doing to the point of, and it takes cultivation, you it's a choice of yeah. I'm choosing to see this as more purpose. As I'm doing dishes in the sink, I'm choosing to see it as more than just the mundane task of dishes. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to see it as I'm literally, these are the dishes my family eats on and I'm cleaning them so that we can have, uh, you know, an an orderly place where we can eat more mm-hmm. connecting meals on mm-hmm. you're, you're choosing to cultivate the feeling of a calling in your mm-hmm. life. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't use the word calling, yeah. but as you were it talking, is, yeah. I was like finding your why totally. is choosing to cult. Cause I think sometimes we feel like callings and I actually do feel like this. Sometimes callings do just come at you. Mm-hmm. You are literally like, Oh wow. I, I need to do, do this. this. Yeah. A lot of times it feels like it's coming from God or from mm-hmm. sometimes it's just an idea in my head, but it's like, Oh wow. That was just, placed given mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and then other times and it's like a tickle it feels like inside my heart like yes I need to do that mm-hmm. in a good way and it's a really mm-hmm. strong why but I think it's liberating to realize we can give ourselves callings of like yeah. I'm just going to choose I'm already doing this task I'm going to choose to elevate it mm-hmm. to the status of calling and that's what our why is that's a way of raising necessity mm-hmm. I don't know why this is just like clicking with me right now <laughs> Ding. but you can just raise your own totally. necessity by using <clears throat> that yeah. feeling yeah you know? I love that I it reminds me of the concept of like thinking 
you know, like, oh my gosh, another diaper and another mess, but your kid for your kids. And when you think back on your childhood, it all added up into a whole life mm-hmm. like that. Just thinking about that is if I know a lot of our listeners are raising kids and sometimes it can feel so just like, nah, not like we're talking about at first, the mundane, just repetitive. But I think you can, yeah, find find the necessity in that. I really love that. I love that. That, that is what makes up their life. What makes up a baby's life is diaper changes day. and feedings. Yeah. I know. And what makes up a toddler's life is messes. And, I yeah, know. You're right. That is the feeling. Of, so how we approach that thing is mm-hmm. what makes up their life. Their whole life, yeah. Oh, I like that. See, yeah. that is raising necessity right there. <laughs> there I'm, it is. I'm feeling it. <laughs> we got it. Um, all right, and the next the next habit is to increase productivity. Um, so my main takeaway from this that I loved was is the clarity, figure out your main thing. And once you know your main thing, and this might be, this main thing so maybe that's you know caring for your kids or maybe it's um writing a book or whatever your main thing is there's going to be a lot of steps underneath that but then you can produce brendan calls it prolific quality output pqo but basically if you are spreading yourself so thin and you have all these distractions your thing that in your mind when you found clarity is your main thing is not going to get the most the best of you it's not going to be the most productive so after you've sought clarity then minimize and remove the other distractions so you can be more productive mm-hmm. and in here he has mm-hmm. a lot of great tips about it's i mean it comes down to really just applicable tools of how to do that like if you're if your main thing you're working on at work or at home you need focus time for find your best time of day to do it and mm-hmm. block it out and mm-hmm. don't check email during that time. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. things like that are just really good tools. Right. That I think is are really helpful. Yeah. Um, he has a lot of great tips like that in there. The fifth habit is to develop influence. And the sixth is demonstrate courage. Mm-hmm. And he goes into a lot of details in those, um, but it, that it takes influence to we all influence each other every single day and that's how we get what's inside of us out mm-hmm. <laughs> and i love it he actually says there's no correlation between personality as yeah. an introvert or extrovert and influence mm-hmm. so if you're an introvert don't think oh i have no influence right. no you have just high performers there was no significant difference in personalities mm-hmm. and uh also it takes courage to be your authentic self and to face every day with mm-hmm. uh, that kind of it's it takes courage to put whatever's inside of us out there mm-hmm. and anyway yep and he talks about with courage that speaking so speaking your mind and being brave in situations high performance showed those high performers showed those habits over other people so a lot of the times in corporations they were the one to speak out against things that they didn't feel like were right in their workforce or maybe that's people you're interacting with so being courageous I love that one I feel like that's that's a hard like I'm gonna have to figure out how to cultivate that I feel like that is Mm -hmm. a tricky one okay we are going to take a break and then we'll come back and um break down our favorite high performance habits 
Uh, that's okay. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so before we share our high-performance habits, I just wanted to say when we talked about the there not being an emphasis on natural ability, life circumstance, um, <clears throat> financial circumstance correlated with high-performance, I loved this when Brendan said this in this book because I didn't grow up in like a normal home environment, I guess. I don't know if normal is the right word, but I think there's lots of people, lots of us who could feel defeated by maybe it's our physical abilities mm -hmm. or our financial upbringing or things like that. But, but through their research, they showed that any of those things have nothing to do with high performance or success. So you can just erase it all. Yeah. Forget about it. I loved that. Mm -hmm. You can um, create whatever life you want with these habits. Yeah, exactly. It's so cool. I think it's a really cool breakdown for if you're wanting to take life to the next level. So we wanted to just share some of these things we're going to share are in the book. Some of them are not. They're just they're just habits that we feel like have inspired us to be better and hopefully they inspire you mm -hmm. guys. And this book is so I mean, it was so good. But when we say it's dense, we mean it's like it's like one of those books that honestly, I feel like now I need to break it down and like focus on. One just <laughs> the clarity chapter for a few months and then just the raising necessity because I mean it was a lot with a lot of great exercises to do mm -hmm. things to work on I mean so it's hard like as I was listening it was like almost like okay where's a piece of paper I yeah. gotta write this down yeah. I mean so there just are like a ton of tools and I mean jam-packed with research and tools so we're just I just want to share a few of the things that I have done because I haven't done every single thing he suggested because it's going to take me a long time to get through all of the suggestions mm -hmm. But um, the ones that I have done and the ones that I have found really awesome. The first is, this isn't really uh, an exercise. It's more, it blew my mind. I was so excited when I heard him say this. It helped me gain clarity. And that is, he talks about, and because I have talked about this with my husband so many times, trying to find the difference between, I mean, the balance of being hungry for life and full for life at the same time mm -hmm. or being I don't know like you're you're progressing but you're also content those are the words I've been using the words Brandon uses and he just describes it so well he calls it being striving while being satisfied mm -hmm. and I love it because I feel like sometimes when you strive and you're progressing and you're growing it comes from a place of because I am not satisfied with who I am in fact he even talks about he hears people say a lot, never be satisfied, never be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I've seen people where you're hustling. It's almost like you're hustling for your worthiness for your whole life. Like right. just, I am going to achieve one day. And it, you use that as a pushing factor. But the downside to that method, striving without being satisfied with yourself is then you actually 
aren't happy as you're going along, right? right? Not that happiness is the end goal for everything, because as we know, there's happiness and negative emotions and all of them are great, but Mm -hmm. I do want to feel the happiness Mm -hmm. as I go. Mm -hmm. I want to feel all the happiness I can. Mm -hmm. So I love it because you're not sacrificing living for success. Mm -hmm. It's I am satisfied where I am because it is where I am Mm -hmm. and I have so many things to be grateful for and I can cultivate that gratitude while at the same time feel this thrill of I have so much Mm -hmm. that I'm working on and Mm -hmm. growing for and I just I don't know those two words I found myself saying those in my mind striving while being satisfied Mm -hmm. it like really clicked with me yeah on a philosophy that I feel like I've kind of been wrestling with for a long time yeah so I just love it because then yeah give yourself permission to be satisfied Mm -hmm. and also grow at the same time Mm -hmm. anyway because and he says that high performers are satisfied in their in their striving they do feel happy and satisfied when he Mm -hmm. they do have that balance yeah and you don't have to give up living. So say you're striving for a new company. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know from experience startups are hard. Mm-hmm. How It's a, like a way, when you look at it that way, how can I actually be satisfied with my life? Though, that I'm not just putting my whole life on hold in misery for mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to hustle, yeah, and also find contentment every moment I possibly can. And I think it's really overall the vibe I'm, as I'm saying it, I think that the key, one of the keys is probably with being satisfied is knowing that your worth is the same throughout the striving, mm-hmm. right? Regardless mm-hmm. of your outward circumstances and actions, mm-hmm. that your internal worth stays the same. For me, as I'm, as I'm saying that, I think that's where the deep sense of contentment mm-hmm. and satisfaction comes from because it allows you yeah, to give yourself some grace yeah. as you strive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. I, I think that's like the qualm of like any self-progression is you like go between these two this teeter-totter of like meditate and be really content and just be present and all the things over here and then on the other side the teeter-totter is like but do more and get better at everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know I feel like that's like the balance that I'm constantly trying to find and I feel like he explains it really well in this book and I've actually found myself in the past kind of being exhausted by people when I hear not by people by the thought of when I hear people say things like I'm always just going for the like reaching for the next level Mm -hmm. doing this and sometimes I'm like ah but can I just be happy where I am Mm -hmm. and it's just beautiful because you actually can be happy where you are and also reach for the next level this also is connecting in my mind. I think this is, wow, this is all connected. The, the same thing with manifesting, where you where you reach, you're like actually saying what the thing is you're working towards, the goal, but then you actually detach from the outcome. I think that detachment is where it comes back to, I am happy on the inside. I can cultivate whatever feeling I want on the inside at any time, mm-hmm. regardless of the outcome, but I'm still going to place that outcome in my vision. Mm-hmm. That's another way of saying the same thing, mm-hmm. that I'm... Brendan did an excellent job of like really connecting all those philosophies together for me. Mm-hmm. And we all know those people who, in fact, I'm going to, we're going to link an interview to um, Ryan Holiday, who's like a modern stoic. So, but anyways, he, when you listen to him talk, he's very successful, but we've all been around those people who you feel like they're content, but you know they're achieving so much. Yes. It's like this balance that is really yeah. beautiful. What does a modern Stoic mean? What does that even mean? So he's basically like a modern 
philosopher. So like all his, so stillness is the key and the object is the way those are two of his books. He has a couple others, but it's basically like finding, um, like life meaning. So like philosophy now though, he's like modern. Like the Greek Stoics. Yeah. Like Marcus Aurelius. Those are like his inspirations and he, but he's doing it now. Roman. Roman. Marcus was Roman. Right? Yes. Seneca, Roman. Hmm. Yeah. I've got to do some polishing He's up great. on my... He is so good. Yeah. If you guys are into that, into philosophy, you have to listen to him because it like makes it now. Yeah. Hmm. Really good. Okay. Cool. Okay. So my, my, my first high performance tip is clarity. Um, I loved the emphasis on clarity from Brendan. I think if you do this step alone, it will change how you see your life because I think a lot of the times we're kind of just going through busy work of the day, going through the motions, and I think seeking clarity changes. And maybe it doesn't change anything that you're doing, but it changes it into um, life work. I love that term, busy work versus life work. I love that. So some of the ways that that have worked for me for finding clarity are, and I, I do this in the high performance journal or any journal, but think about your big picture goals and why they're your big picture goals. Like what, what are those goals going to bring into your life? And there are specific prompts on those in the high performance journal. We can just write them down. Um, and then what it would feel like if you achieved those goals and what it would feel like if you were living your very best life that you could think of. So if at the end of your life you looked back, what would you say? I mean, we all know exactly. So for me, well, or you'll think about exactly what it would be. But for me, it would be that I loved and found joy in the present moment, that I was myself, and that I brought light to those around me. Those are my, if I were to look back at the end of my life, that's what I would want my life to have been about. And so I think finding, you know, that clarity of what kind of person do I want to be today, connecting to that end of life goal, what kind of person do I want to be in five years, end of my life, that clarity has helped me in little day-to-day moments where, you know, maybe I would have not been present or had the courage to be myself or been uplifting to those around me. Remembering that every single day has really helped me see how I can be that person. Mm-hmm. I love that. Brandon, in in his book, he said that for him, his three words. So you, you just said, say them again. I loved him. So love and find joy in the present moment, be myself, and bring light to those around me. Oh, I love that. So he found for him it was live, love, matter. Mm-hmm. And I this exercise of thinking at the end of your life, what words do you want to mm-hmm. describe you, I think is super powerful. For me, it was I want I want to be loving. I want people around me to feel truly loved. I want to be authentic. I, I, I want people and authentic. I think we're all just that's like the best. Uh, it's just such a good quality mm-hmm. to be around. I love being around people who are authentic. Mm-hmm. And then I want to be joyful. <clears throat> I want to people to like spread joy as I go in different situations. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about this exercise when I did it, I. Um, I I thought like a long ago I did an exercise similar to this and came up with those three words but I like it because Brennan takes it to the next level and he says if those are your words then how would you describe today 
what your interaction was with the most people who are the most important with you. Mm-hmm. And are those words part of it? Mm-hmm. Was I loving and was I authentic? And did I bring joy to those situations? Mm-hmm. When I did it, sadly, the day I did it, I was like, I was distracted. Mm-hmm. That I would say part of it. I mean, not the whole day, but like that for me was a really eye-opening thing of if I have a whole lifetime of every day, my interactions are actually just distracted, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to, those aren't going to be the feelings at the end mm-hmm. of my life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Totally. So, so I think that was a way cool exercise. If you guys all want to do it, think what are the words you want to be your like core things at the end of your life and then ask yourself today what what would you define mm-hmm. your interaction with other people mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. and are they the same words or are they totally different and mm-hmm. if so let's cultivate those other words you know right yeah that totally. was like a huge I loved that exercise Thank yeah you. and I think my just to add in my second one because it goes with that is the the prolific quality output the PQO I think if you're seeking that clarity for who you want to be in those feelings it just the things that matter the most are going to just emerge out of that and we'll be able to see okay what things am i doing that are rewarding fulfilling making me the person i want to want to be and what things can i eliminate because mm-hmm. they have nothing to do with it yeah i feel like that really once you see big picture you're like oh why am i doing xyz it's yes. not contributing at all uh-huh. oh so, i love that oh i love that that's my second one okay so the the last thing that i loved that i really took away from this book and applied and have like love love loved it is the, the concept of triggers we touched on it mm-hmm. earlier but i just want to share my specific triggers because i think sometimes when you hear how people are applying in their lives it makes more sense mm-hmm. so we already talked about the whole if you're going into a transition for example you're coming home from work walking into your house you can say release in your car and set an intention for the next thing uh brendan when he walks into a room he set the trigger so you kind of when i say set it you literally say to yourself every time i walk through a doorway i'm going to do this thing and you make mm-hmm. it a habit mm-hmm. so he and i can't remember his exact words but he taps on the doorway as he walks through and he says something Bring like the joy is one of his yeah, that's one of his and kind of like, bold. when he walks in, it's something like, here I am, ready to serve a happy man. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a happy man in there and ready to serve yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. And he says that every time he walks through a door and he touches the door as his trigger. So I've started trying to do that. And I've thought of, okay, so again, years ago, I came up with my personal motto, which is, uh, I, so the whole motto is, see myself, see others, see God love all Hmm. so because i think and i could just expound on that but i'm not going to but for me i'm kind of mildly obsessed with seeing god's hand in my life seeing when i'm with somebody i want them to feel seen truly seen and if when i do that when i actually like look at somebody and see them it's amazing amazing the beauty and the pain and all the Mm -hmm. things that are inside a human it's like it's truly like soul changing for me. And I think part of both those two things is being able to see myself clearly. So if that's my kind of overall motto that I always just come back to, that I tell myself every day as part of my uh, things I tell myself, I have made it, Brent, I'm taking that to the next level mm-hmm. by, I've been trying to, when I walk through doorways, depending on the situation, I don't say those, I don't say the whole thing. I just say, depending on what the situation is, it usually is see others. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I know that it's also seeing God through mm-hmm. others. But like, so when I walk through, I just like touch the doorway and I just say, see people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And it reminds me to look at people in the eyes Mm -hmm. and actually see what they have to Mm -hmm. give me in that interaction. And what I found is I think our life is made up of the interactions with each other. And Mm -hmm. I think every time we come across with another human being, it's like the most sacred space. And so it really helps me give meaning. So again, I'll even do it like when I go into a store. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, when you look at the clerks differently, and when somebody spills something, it's so much easier to help them because you're... I'm like trying to look at actual mm-hmm. people. So that's been a trigger that I am so grateful to Brendan Burchard for saying is the going through the door trigger. So think mm-hmm. about something you want. Again, that's just what I say. He says something awesome too. Think of what you want to say. What is it that you want mm-hmm. to cultivate when you walk through doorways and just tap on the doorway. And the other trigger, this is a trigger that I actually came up with a long time ago, but then I forgot about it and Brendan helped me remember. And that is anytime I walk outside and feel the sun on my face, which isn't every day, that the sun is like that. But I, I try to remember just to take, so it could be getting out of my car. It's anytime you go from the transition from no sunlight on your face to sunlight. Mm-hmm. I take one deep, one breath in with my eyes closed. Because when your eyes are closed, you can feel the sunlight better on your face. Yeah. And it's a reminder to me that I'm supported by God. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. I'm totally supported. Mm-hmm. I'm safe. Even when things are going wildly wrong around me, it's a reminder of like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. I'm safe. Even if I'm, as I'm saying that, I'm not saying, sometimes I'm actually not safe. Maybe I'm really sick or whatever the thing is. But that I am deep down safe. Mm -hmm. Like my spirit is safe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's a, the sunlight is a reminder to me of like, ah. Talking about feeling that sun on my face in the winter in February in Utah, like almost makes me want to cry. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it's so good. (laughs) It's like a drug. (laughs) Where's it been? It's been months. <laughs> it's so true. It's get like one yeah. day a week and I'm like out there like, ah. <laughs> I love that. I love that trigger. I, I think the door frame and I love the sunlight one. I know that Brendan does, he also does um, like notifications on his phone. Like oh, it'll be yeah. like a reminder of like, be bold. Um, yeah. I tried that and it didn't I work did for too. me. I just ignore him. I, yeah, just ignore him or it's bugging me and my phone's yeah, going off. I don't me know. me too. But for some people... Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That really, I just like, like mute them. I'm like, yeah. stop. I'm like, no. You're making this... This is not a, this is a negative trigger. <laughs> totally. That's funny. No. I didn't know you had tried it too. Yeah. That's funny. I have probably like five that are just like a constant like six on my reminders. And I'm like, oh gosh, you just got to take those off. Um, but try it out. Because yeah, you might You love might it. love it. And obviously, yeah, he is a high performance working yeah. for him. Yeah. Yep. And I've actually, not just from him, I've actually read many, you yeah. know, like whether it's I am enough coming mm-hmm. up or mm-hmm. whatever. Those yep. can be super effective. Yep. So give it a try. If, totally. <laughs> decide for yourself. <laughs> if you like it. Or if you're like me, just write a message on your mirror or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cool. I like that. I like that. Okay. And the last one that I wanted to share is not from this book necessarily, but it really um, solidified this. I don't even know if it's a habit, but this um, idea to me, and that is Terlyn and I have talked a lot about incubating, incubating. We talked about it last episode, but your goals. So especially in this time for me raising little kids and babies, I feel like I always have a few goals that I'm like slow cooking somewhere that I want to be working towards, even if it's that, even if it's just through a feeling or um, pondering or thinking about them, just remembering them. And high performance, the habits, the journal has a specific questions question that is 
the big projects I have to keep in mind that I want to take on, even if I can't act towards them today are, which is hilarious because I'm sure for actual high performers, this is like they're going to do them tomorrow. And for me, it's like in five years. (laughs) But mine are, I love the idea that maybe this is all very overwhelming and right now your goals are like, my house is semi-clean and nobody's crying at the end of the day and I'm not passing out at 5 p.m. But that we can we can feel inspired towards them and move forward with them even though it might be years away. Mm-hmm. So we have we all have our own time frames and I love the idea that just because I can't write a book right now doesn't mean I'm not going to. I don't have to just completely forget about it. Yes. I can I can save it and yes. I can work towards it in little ways. Maybe that's just listening to a podcast from someone who wrote a book and was successful. Yeah. You know, we you can incubate them. So I love I love that idea. And we will link this journal that we've been talking about in our show notes. I really like it. All right, guys. Well, I hope that was that was helpful. And if you guys come up with any cool triggers, share them with us yes. um, on Instagram or leave us a review. We'd love to hear your tri- tri- triggers. <laughs> All right, guys, let's find the magic. <coughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>